Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Yesterday, Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul released a report detailing decades of abuse by the Catholic Church. Joining me in studio to talk about it is Will Bauer, STLPR's Metro East reporter. Will, thanks for joining the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And before we proceed, a warning here that we'll be discussing details of abuse that may be disturbing or triggering to some listeners. The Attorney General's report was the result of a multi-year investigation into all six Catholic dioceses in Illinois. The Belleville Diocese includes 28 counties in southern Illinois. Will, what did the report find about the, the Belleville Diocese? So the headline or maybe the lead to most stories um, about this report would be that uh, the report brought forth new totals for the overall number of of priests that had abused or clerics that had abused people in the past. So kind of like the statewide total, Belleville's diocese um, had listed previously 18 abusive priests. Mm -hmm. Three more were later added after their death. So 18 plus three, we got a total of 21. Um, But the report released yesterday would have gone a little deeper the, the report named 43 in total. So simply put, the report revealed twice as many or more than twice as many names as the church had publicly acknowledged in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe one more thing that stood out um, is exactly when each diocese was dealing with all the uh, all the abuse in the church. Mm-hmm. So in the report, there's a series of graphs. Um, and this specific one that, that caught my eye was about the percentage of priests in each diocese that were abusive at that time. So statewide, the totals range from about 1% to 5%. So 1% to 5% of priests were abusive in the state of Illinois um, from 1950 to, to, to present, I guess. Mm-hmm. But many had their peaks um, much, much sooner, excuse me, than Belleville did. So, for example, Chicago had its peak in the mid-80s, mm-hmm. Peoria in the early 90s, but Belleville, 2011. That's recent. Much recent. So at that time, 10% of priests in Belleville had been accused of abuse. Mm -hmm. So so I guess point being, the the summation would be most of what the report found in Belleville would reflect kind of the statewide – the statewide trends, but I guess yeah. that last part would be a little different. Uh-huh. Now, I mentioned earlier that the Belleville Diocese it encompasses 28 counties. So that means 101 parishes and 70,000 Catholics. Now, I ask this because I think it's important to understand the gravity of what is in this report. Is there a specific account of priest abuse of children in the AG's report that really stood out to you, Will? So the, the first narrative story told in the Attorney General, General's report um, starts with a boy named James, and he was abused 50 times starting in 1974 between the ages of 12 and 17. And he was abused by a priest named Raymond Kaunaki. Uh, in 2002, James did file a civil lawsuit against the church knowing that it had abused him and other children before they transferred him to another parish. At the trial, um, it was revealed that the IC learned all the way back in 1973, so mm-hmm. one year before that the priest was an abuser. And the end result was a $6.3 million settlement. But back to kind of how the church knew, uh, another girl, Gina, had told them the priest, Kaunaki, had, had raped her. 
Um, turns out that the priest had repeatedly abused her, and at one point Gina became pregnant, and the priest actually forced her to have an abortion and not one done in a, a medical setting. Yeah. Um, and the priest had uh, bragged to Gina, according to the report, about other children he had abused. Now, Gina would have told the diocese all of this, mm-hmm. and the result was they sent him from Washington Park in the Metro East about an hour down the road to Salem, Illinois, and mm-hmm. that's where he would go on to abuse James, the first boy that I mentioned. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of just part of it. Kaunak, he wouldn't be removed until the 90s, and that's just, I guess, one of one of 43. Yeah, it's, it's breathtaking. Um, and when it comes to the Belleville Diocese, what did the Attorney General's report conclude as to how church leaders are dealing with the situation now? So there was this shuttling or moving of Kaunaki to other places. How does that compare with, with what the diocese has been doing more recently? Well, I guess at the, at the time of that last story that I was discussing, right, of course, they, they wouldn't have done much or they would have um, enabled it. Um, so they would have sent Kaunaki, like you mentioned, you know, to, to another parish where he would have gone on to abuse other people. Um, so things may not have really changed in the Catholic Church until 2002. Mm-hmm. That's um, after the Boston Globe published their their story that is highlighted in the movie that many people know Spotlight. Mm-hmm. That really, really would have sparked a change in the church to prioritize or prioritize and change the way they handle things internally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, pre that, in many places across the country, it wasn't good. They had documented the church knew about it. They covered it up. They didn't do enough. Now that it's getting better, that's not to say there's not any abusive priests out there or they're not finding that. Um, and actually, the attorney general did say um, we had pretty much full cooperation from all six dioceses when mm-hmm. we were going back starting in 2018 to to publicly document all of this. They felt like they were getting cooperation in terms of just here's all the records, here's everything that we can provide so we can properly um, investigate investigate and get, and get all the information we can. Yeah. Bishop Michael McGovern, who leads the Belleville Diocese, had this to say in a video message. And so today I offer, in the name of the diocese, my own name, my most profound apology to anyone who was harmed by a representative of the church through abuse here in our 28 counties of the Diocese of Belleville. But yesterday afternoon, David Clossy, a local activist with the Survivors Network of Those Abused abused by priests or SNAP, said he was disappointed there were no criminal charges filed. It's not necessarily a surprise, uh, but it's terribly disappointing because that's what we believe will make the difference. When men who deliberately and repeatedly hide uh, the truth and protect predators, when those men face even the possibility of criminal charges, We think that has an enormous deterrence effect. Well, what else can you say about the kind of recourse that David Clossy wants? So first and foremost, I think he would say we appreciate the the comprehensiveness of the report. While he would would say it's it's a little too late, it is still thorough in documenting everything that had happened. But maybe second off, like you heard him say, they'd like to see criminal charges against church leaders. Uh, In 2017, Illinois lawmakers changed the state law, and that eliminates the criminal statute of limitations for 
the abusers, mm-hmm. people who have actually done the crime of, of child sex abuse. But that's going forward. And if things happen in the past, it can kind of get complicated on, with those statute of limitations if you can go after someone criminally. Um, and the attorney general acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had said criminal or civil lawsuits due to this report may be difficult because of when those abuses occurred and what statutes of limitations are. So Mm -hmm. Classy and other advocates are, they're all supporters of what states like Vermont have done. There's other versions of it, but Vermont's kind of seen as the, as the best for, for the advocates. And that is basically Mm -hmm. stripping out all statute of limitations for civil suits. So that wouldn't be um, a, someone alleging a crime, right? And that would, the state would have to bring that forward. Civil would be you have you have harmed me, and I am going to sue you for as an individual, as an individual mm-hmm. against another individual. Yeah, and maybe third and finally, I'd just like to say, um, I guess Classy or Classy would like to say, you know, the, the church should just be more forthcoming mm-hmm. and about stuff like this if it were to occur in the future. Yeah. So, what is your sense then, Will, of what is next now that the report is out? I'm sure many people will be waiting to see if there are victims who decide or can even bring a case, civil or criminal. Um, Again, that would depend on timing. And maybe Illinois lawmakers will consider making a change to the civil statute of limitations. That could be something to look out for um, in the next legislative session. Um, Maybe I'll I'll leave you um, the report kind of stated its goal at the at the start, um, and it's a big, long report, so it can kind of get lost, but it was to, to one, account and publicly document all the child sex abuse by Illinois clerics and to provide a voice to all the survivors. Mm-hmm. And do you have any sense whether this report may encourage those who have not yet spoken up to speak out? Classy would say yes. Every single time that they see other people speak out, it's it's that much easier mm-hmm. for that for them to bring allegations forward. Right. Will Bauer is the Metro East reporter for St. Louis Public Radio. Will, thanks so much for catching us up on uh, everything that's happening. Thanks, Elaine. And I want to note that the Missouri and Illinois attorneys' general offices have hotlines for people to report abuse by the Catholic Church. The best way to locate that is by Googling the state name and priest sex abuse. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.